What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nerds Doing Nerd Things podcast. This is the first episode, and with me on today's episode, I have uh, Paul. Hi. I got Carly. What's up? And fourth on the list is Susie. I'm fourth on the list? Yeah, well, I was just going <laughs> by how people joined, so I apologize if that you take offense to that. <laughs> It's just because I'm short. I understand. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> That's a low blow, man. <laughs> All right. On today's first episode, we're actually going to be talking about the Dark Knight trilogy and uh, kind of like how we think they they go, like who, which one's your favorite, then compare the characters from each, like granted Batman's in each, but who do you like better? Do you like Roz? Do you like Scarecrow? You got Heath Ledger's Joker, and then you got Tom Hardy's Bane. You know, kind of justify our opinions and all that stuff. And if we got time, we'll uh, we'll go into maybe who played Batman better and who played Joker better if we got time. All right, so let's start with the first one. Batman Begins, two thousand and five. We all know uh, Christian Christian Christopher Nolan. That's the name. <laughs> uh, directed it along with his brother, uh, who co-wrote it with him. Uh, you got. The beginning of Batman, every Batman movie that's come out has started with, there's Thomas Wayne, there's Martha Wayne. Oh, God, here we go again. They're about to get shot. Every one of the movies have started with that. So there's nothing really to go in there. But where you start to see that it's a different, darker uh, movie is when, at least in my opinion, at the beginning where you're shown as a kid, a little time period of, you know, his father showing him, you know, why do we fall and that kind of stuff. I know. What do you guys think? Oh, Paul, I know you've watched the movies a couple times. Yeah. some with you. Um, yeah, no, they, they immediately set a darker tone with that one. It's definitely nothing like the original four that came out as a series, nor like the, the original one. Um, they they definitely tried to emphasize how scared he was in that while though with all the bats definitely gives good symbolism to how he became Batman and what drives him yeah very true so uh, Carly I know you've only watched a couple of them is this one of the ones you have watched um if I recall, there was a scene with the he was in the graveyard that his visiting his parents' graves and the bats, and he got scared at that moment. Was that part of that, or is it from a different Batman movie? I think that was Batman vs Superman. You're about ten years too late. Yeah, too early. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all right, well, your question, there, AJ. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you in a little bit for the second movie, uh, okay. Susie. I mean, I've seen all three of them. Um, Batman Begins is definitely darker. But isn't this based on um, a comic book series? No. No, this is this is uh this was Christopher Nolan's brain child thing. No, this wasn't one of the ones the Batman versus Superman and the Justice League one was. I'm going to have to check that because I could almost swear this was based on a comic book series. But, um, I mean, th- technically all of it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like <laughs> the first one just sets the tone for the rest of them. Like you get like this little tiny happy period of moment, and then it's just dark for the rest of it. Yeah, it's pretty much how I saw it too. Like it sets the tone, and then when you find out there's a second one, and oh my god, there's a third one, which we'll get into later on reasons of the third one that I don't like. But okay, so yeah. The, first one batman begins you have raza ghoul and you have scarecrow what do you guys think of the villains uh the villains in batman begins hey before we get going we have uh james just joined what's going on james hi hi everybody we just got into batman we just got into batman begins do you want to give us your two cents on it before we get into start talking about the villains in Batman Begins? Batman Begins. Uh, what I can say about it is it was a very unique take on the beginning of Batman, per se. Yeah. We just had like a very, we had a very unique start with it from the training to the, you know, origin they didn't go that much into the past which i actually really like they showed a little bit like as a, as a child and everything but that they didn't go completely into it yeah <clears throat> which you can appreciate yeah so right now we're going into the villains in that movie raza ghoul and um scarecrow uh Susie, would you like to start with that one what you thought of the villains i'm sorry I'm sorry. Can we just talk about Ra's al Ghul for a second? And the fact that, I'm, if I remember correctly, Ra's al Ghul is played by Liam Neeson. And how oh, yeah. do you not love Liam Neeson? I mean, he has played every role known to man, I swear. So, you know, this movie kind of won a little bit of love from me because he plays Ra's al Ghul and how he portrayed Ra's al Ghul. Um, I mean, it's definitely like a... a you feel the character. You don't just see the character. You feel the character. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You don't know he's the bad guy until he's, he tells you he's the bad guy. <laughs> uh, Paul, what do you think? <laughs> uh, about Raz or in general? Uh, whichever one you want. Take a pick. I think uh, we're all going to go Raz al Ghul here. I mean, but it, you know, that's just me. Yeah. If we're talking Raz al Ghul, um, it's definitely a different take on him. Usually you get the uh, he's an immortal. Well, not an immortal, but he's using the Lazarus Pit to constantly regenerate himself. And whereas in, in these movies, he's very much mortal, doesn't have that backup plan, if you will, where he can just keep going every time. Yeah, um, that you know so of. It's definitely, it's definitely, yeah, that we know of. Uh, of course, we'd never ever find out if that changes because they stopped that series. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's definitely a different take on him itself versus anything else. Uh, Carly, I haven't seen it, but I know you know who Liam Neeson is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would have to be someone who lives in the cave buried six I have a feet particular deep set of skills. Not know who Liam <laughs> um I've always found him like to be the perfect dark actor. Like 
in any dark movie I've seen him in, he's portrayed every character very well. Like you can feel the darkness that he's conveying. Yeah, for somebody who hasn't seen it, that's 100% correct. So, um, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's just pretty much it. You just James? Can, you can feel oh, it. Sorry, Carly. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> James, what's your take on either one? Incomparable. Oh, my God. I think that was actually the biggest draw from that movie. I'm like, oh, you need to be sold. <laughs> so you are with everybody. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I, I would go straight Liam Neeson, too. The Scarecrow was in well, this I one, mean, right? I pretty yeah, pretty much the just, Scarecrow yeah, is in yes. this one. See, I thought we were just pretty much talking him first, and then we would get to I Scarecrow. Mean, I, I said me, which one was your favorite, but oh, uh, he takes the me, cake. Scarecrow just didn't do it. And I'm sorry, but I have to compare this Scarecrow to the Scarecrow that I grew up with back in the 90s and the animated series. Like, they, the actor did a great job portraying Scarecrow. Like, I'm not going to bash him for that. But, like, it wasn't... It, it didn't feel like Scarecrow. It felt like a guy who just wants to play with poisons. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, I, I'll jump yeah. in on that. I really did think Killian Murphy did a did a good job with with playing Scarecrow. You know, Oh, definitely. Playing playing the Batman games and seeing that Scarecrow, it was kind of like an Arkham Asylum kind of Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. almost. But I think he did a good job for what he was handled, uh, handed, but nobody, at least in my opinion, you know, unless you're the Joker or maybe Bane, can't step up to Ra's al Ghul because there's a certain level of the rogues gallery. And I, I think Scarecrow is probably somewhere in the middle, but Roz and how much he comes back in my opinion has to be higher up towards, you know, Joker and Bane. So with that, we're going to get more into Batman begins, but let's start with, um, how do you guys think of what happened in the movie? You know, Bruce Wayne potentially goes missing. Alfred, funny, haha, labels him as dead. You had me pronounced dead? What? I didn't have you pronounced dead. You haven't been around in God, whoever, however long it was. And then he, you know, the Dark Knight comes back to Gotham after so much training. You know, that's one of the best scenes I find in the whole series is when Liam Neeson and Christian Bale are on that on the ice uh sword fighting and all that so let's get your take on uh let's get your guys take on what you thought of how the movie was portrayed to the audience uh james you want to go first this time so for me i actually like that this was they tried to go with a realistic value to it compared to like you know what we kind of get dealt with with superhero movies at that time and it was really interesting. I did like it. Don't get me wrong. I guess a part of me kind of wanted a 50-50, if you know what I mean. Like, I wanted it to have some kind of, like, I don't really want to say hokiness about it, if you know what I mean, but, like... You want it to be more realistic than, you know, how we've seen yeah. in the past, right? Yeah. 
and it did deliver. That was actually really something that was really impressed with this whole entire series. Like, and especially even with the first one, we we got the sense of realism right right off the start, and I actually was really appreciative of that. All right, Susie, what do, what do you think? So, being an avid like book reader, like you have to hook me, and I've watched so much Batman in my whole life. I mean you're talking to the girl who started with Adam West. So, um, and it hooked me. Like I, it, it's a huge story and it just, it, it flows. It doesn't, you don't really have a point where you're like, Whoa, what just happened? What's going on? It just flows. Yeah. You're not bored. Every- you're not bored. Yeah. Like, something always happening. <clears throat> There's been plenty of movies that you're just sitting there. I was like, can we get to the end? I have to pee. <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> Paul what about you what do you got you what do you say eh, the first time I watched it I, I quite enjoyed it after that it was like okay well same movie you, you really don't get anything new out of it after the first time first time they did a really good job after that it's just another superhero movie oh Wow. Another yeah. superhero movie. Paul, do you understand who's in this in this Ooh. chat right now? <laughs> oh dear God. Yeah, but you know what? Watching it for the tenth time isn't gonna be any better than watching it for the first time. See, and I've I've watched all three movies probably m- maybe 10, 15 times each. Can I oh, can I, I throw know. some shade in here? Yeah, throw. Completely show throw shade. Okay. I, I have a question for Paul now. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Paul, would you rather watch Batman Begins or Batman vs. Superman? Batman Begins. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman wasn't even a superhero movie. See, if I <laughs> before we go completely <laughs> before we go completely off topic, I'm going to stop it with this. If they actually followed the source material, it would have been a better movie than what Zack Snyder made. <laughs> I would have been cheering. I would have been applauding. All right. So before we go down a different hole that I'd rather save for another podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. I needed that rabbit hole. (laughs) I I needed that for my soul. It's fine. All right. So we're going to. Her soul back and forth. We're going to cap off Batman Begins (laughs) with this. Uh, We're going to talk about the ending on how it ended. Uh, What do you think about how Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow work together to put the fear toxin into the gas lines and then use, or the water lines and use that system to turn it into vapor. And then that's when Ra's al Ghul uh, pretty much makes his move to burn Gotham down. In my opinion, I thought that was ingenious to use a piece of Wayne technology to destroy what Thomas and Martha and now Bruce is fighting for, fighting to keep. Um, it was pretty much right at that point, right at the end, where you find out that, hmm, Liam Neeson, what are you doing here? Uh, you're the bad guy? Wait, but we, I thought we killed Ra's al Ghul. No, I'm Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Surprise! And then just dropping a train <laughs> while he's inside of it. Uh, Susie, what do you think about how the ending took place? Uh, I'm all for twists. 
wasn't expecting that one. Um, it was really ingenious, though, to have them put the um, poison in the water lines and turn it into vapor. Um, most villains don't think in complex ways. So it's nice to see that little uh, depth to the, the villains there. And uh, to... I'm sorry. Razo Ghoul finished the whole thing. Like, where did you come from? Why are you here? <laughs> go back to your country. <laughs> where did you come from? Where'd you go? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> James, what about you? Um, actually, that whole entire, like, just ending from, like, from me being, like, blown away by, you know, just people freaking out and, like, their visual aid of showing everyone's, like, you know, crazy little nightmare on the street to like the Raja Gold fight actually was impressive and I actually was overly entertained. Like I remember leaving this going. I can definitely watch this a few more that times. Was a Batman movie? And I have <laughs> <laughs> that was a I mean... Batman movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Shoot, I just saw Batman Forever and oh my God. <laughs> I just went from bat nipples to Liam Neeson, like, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> oh, God. Paul. I mean, that is a oh, one way to look at it. <laughs> Paul, what do you think of the ending, Mr. Uh, you know, it's just another superhero movie? Uh, you don't really see team, uh, team-ups of villains that actually work pretty well. This one actually did. But probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is at the end there, or close to the end. Where Batman just hands over the keys to his car and is like, "Can you drive stick?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you're just letting him go for a fucking joyride with your multi-million-dollar car that you specifically requested in black. <laughs> oh, Carly, we're gonna have to get you to actually sit through this movie, so maybe we can have like a part of a podcast. Carly finally watched Batman Begins. <laughs> we'll add it to our movie list there Kelly. we go yes please so i mean i got it on dvd after batman begins I, I think after all... batman begins in 2008 the sequel the dark knight my favorite of the trilogy uh was released and by far i think heath ledger's joker is the best live action joker we've seen and oh i I highly agree with that. And to me, the way he portrays it and how crazy and like off the chain he is, you know, it it doesn't seem like it's the normal, you know, all it takes is one bad day. It's more of like, I just want to see the world burn. Huh? That's my favorite line in that whole movie is, it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. And he sends a message to almost blow up two ferry boats. (laughs) So, Paul, what did you think of The Dark Knight? Uh, Like you, it is my favorite of the three. they, They do enough crazy stuff in there with him that, with the Joker, that it definitely makes it different than most other Jokers we've seen. Um, probably the biggest scene that stands out for me with the Joker is watching the pencil disappear. Yeah, that's a good part. <laughs> I'll touch Ta-da. it. I'll touch it. <laughs> yep. 
And it's just the way they make him as the Dark Knight in this movie. Because it's always just been a, a, a moniker for Batman to be the Dark Knight. It was never he's the Dark Knight because he's done something unforgivable before. At least in any yeah. of the movies. He created um, Two-Face. So the, the way they, yeah, the way they gave him the name, the way they made him into essentially a villain in the public eyes, it just, it changes things. Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate, Batman doesn't create Two-Face, but in the public eye, Batman created Two-Face and killed right. Harvey Dent. Yeah. The uh, whole... Yeah, that's yeah. why I said in You're the absolutely yeah. correct. Uh, Susie, what about you? So my favorite scene actually has to do with Two Face. Um, Two Face is one of my favorite villains of all time because he like he flips a coin. He makes all of his his decisions based on a coin flip. Like, who wants to play with those odds? They aren't always good. Um, I mean, it's consistently fifty. Two Face is an. It is consistently 50-50, but I swear he moves it in either he like leans in a specific direction and that's what the coin decides. It's just He just does it out of habit. It's not even that it's making his decision. It just helps him lean more towards that decision. Um, but like, uh, so Harvey Dent's in the hospital and Joker walks in and talks to Harvey Dent and at this point, I don't remember if uh, Batman was really in the the negative for the public eye, but he was really getting there. And this just made everything go sideways because Two Face is now trying to, you know, really go against Batman and get the girl away from Batman because you know the girl loves both of them. Go figure. And as Joker's leaving, he blows up the hospital. It's another it's great the, scene. The detonator not. That working. was all improv. The detonator not working. It, it was fantastic. It was beautifully done. He never left character. And it was the interaction between the two uh, quote villains. It, it really depends on how you look at the movie. Whether they're really villains or if they're the anti- like the not the antagonist but like the anti-hero. Like I wouldn't call in this movie I wouldn't call like the Joker the villain. I would call him the anti-hero. He's just pointing out the flaws in a system that's been in place for years. I haven't heard it put that way, but I've heard it similar to that. Like, you grow up idolizing Batman, and then you become an adult, and you realize Joker makes more sense. Yeah, but see, it, it's it's like a, a mm-hmm. quarter, you know? Heads is Batman, tails is Joker. And it's realizing that it's one entity that needs to coexist is what you need. Whereas, like, in Gotham, it's one side that always outweighs the other. And Joker just points out all the flaws, all the Mm -hmm. cracks that are in the system that nobody notices. Because they don't want to. They don't want to see it. Carly, what do you think of The Dark Knight, hoping you've seen this movie at least? I, I absolutely love the movie, but uh, unpopular opinion time, I absolutely hate Harvey Dent. Ooh. Like, That's not really an unpopular opinion, because 
I, I'm for and against him. It, it, he's a, he's an entity. He exists. I like Two Face. I, I don't know how I feel about this Harvey. Like I think I think Aaron Eckhart did a really good job, but he did not have enough screen time as Two Face. To definitely, yeah. I felt it was, it was a little lackluster with his character. And I feel like I do think it's because he wasn't given enough screen time. But I feel like they concentrated more on the Joker side of things, which you can't go wrong with Joker. The Heath Ledger Joker is absolutely amazing. Like, I have all the Jokers. He's absolutely amazing. So it's hard to pit. To Harvey Dent against Joker, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to compare, I just I didn't fall in love with this character like I did with Joker. Yeah, you literally see Harvey Dent in a hospital bed, or Two Face in a hospital bed, or about to kill Jim Gordon's family. That's it. That's the only time you see Two Face. Granted, there is Harvey Dent earlier in the movie, the whole courtroom scene, but that's basically it. Uh, yeah, definitely lackluster. They didn't give him enough screen time. And I feel like the storyline for him was absolutely not there. No, no. It's it's like they wanted to shoehorn Aaron Eggheart in there in a character and Two-Face. I wish he had maybe like 10 more minutes of screen time, even if it's just Harvey Dent. But all it, all Two-Face was was either in a hospital bed or in an alley. That That's it. And that's not Correct. enough. And there's yeah. plenty of Two-Face that you could have done. Uh, James, did we get to you yet? All right, go for it, pal. So for me, I have to already said one of my favorite scenes is it's earlier. It's Joker. He he interrupts the whole entire you know party social event there, and he's throwing on about the how he got the scars. And if I remember correctly, hearing I think when he grabbed um I'm forgetting her name Rachel he her face, I guess he slightly improv, so she yeah she freaked out and pushed him away. And it just worked so perfectly. They kept rolling with it. But, like, I think the energy we got just from him in this movie was something that I honestly will feel will never be topped. Like, there's just a new a bar. It could be anyone, like, 17 years from now trying to be the Joker. They'll probably pull inspiration directly from Heath Ledger. Like, Absolutely. It, you should. He's the best live screen Joker. Yeah. A live action screen. And like you said earlier. And a Batman. Like you said before, <laughs> yeah. Like you said, my other favorite scene was not about the money, it's about sending a message. It was. It's obvious in a way that Gotham from being tilted back to being correctly on course, if you notice it. Like, he kept... Mob bosses were scared. Like, they literally was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this right now. No. We're afraid of the Batman. No. But I, I, I think we're afraid of Joker more. <laughs> uh, just... Paul brought it up when we first started talking about it. When he busts in the door and jumps that pencil right in the table and the guy comes over, well, pow! Ta-da! It's gone. <laughs> and then you get the Russian guy in the corner. I want to hear proposition. <laughs> Hoping to not be the next guy. <laughs> so, now that we've gone through all that, let's jump towards the ending. You 
for the Joker, which is about 10, 15 minutes before the ending of the movie. What do you think? What do you guys think of how Batman catching the Joker, saving the day, and then realizing Harvey Dent has Jim Gordon's family? Uh, before we get into that, I want your opinions also on the monologue uh, between Jim Gordon and Batman Bruce Wayne of, you know, I'm blank what the city needs and, you know, I killed those people and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's start out with Carly. Go for it, girlfriend. (laughs) To be fair, the last time I watched this movie was a couple years ago. So I'm a little sketchy on the actual monologues or like conversations between them. But I don't, to be honest, I don't really know what to say. I personally was shocked towards that when we find out that he has Gordon's family. But other than that. (laughs) So we probably should have had you, you know, just watch it, skim it a little bit. But it's okay. You know a lot of it. It's perfect. Susie? Susie? Yeah. Oh, you're going to hate me for this. I don't remember the monologue. But what I do remember... (laughs) Sorry, it's not a monologue that sticks in my brain. Um, I need a clarification point, though. Uh, Wasn't Rachel Dawes in one of the the rooms that Batman had to save? So it wasn't just Gordon's family, it was also Rachel? In one of the rooms, it was either Harvey Dent, surrounded by a bunch of oil, or Rachel Dawes, surrounded by a bunch of oil all set to explode and what joker does is he tells batman the okay. where rachel is but the where he tells rachel is is where actually uh, harvey dent is so he messes with you know he tells him where the wrong person is okay so that's what i needed the clarification on um so i like it's hard because why would you go after the commissioner's family? Like, really? Um, but a lot of, like, what Gordon says to Batman is he needs to step down. He's causing some of these problems. That's why all these villains are coming out of the woodworks. Like, because there's somebody challenging them. And not, you know, just taking everything in stride. But... I don't know. I think Dent went a little overboard. Like, he was afraid that he was going to lose his girl, and, like, his whole head got messed with. <laughs> Thank you, Joker. The so, line, I mean... that the line, the, the best part of the line to me out of everything in that ending that Batman says, I'm whatever Gotham needs him to be. He's pretty much taking the heat of whatever, what Harvey Dent Two-Face did, and is pretty much put it straight to Batman, and tells... Uh, Commissioner Gordon, you know, you're going to hunt me because of all this. And Commissioner Gordon pretty much tells him, but you didn't do this. And yes, I did. I created these people. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's the selfless act of pretty much giving up everything to try to make your city better and then realizing, well, if I didn't do this, you know, we wouldn't have Two-Face, Joker, Scarecrow. We'd still have Ra's al Ghul because he's, you know, been around for thousands of years. Hmm. 
Okay, wait, hold on, back up. Because you can't add Two-Face to that, because if we didn't have Razo Ghoul, Scarecrow, or Joker... No, he'd still be Harvey Dent, but he would also still have that psychological issue. Yeah. We're we're getting into the comics a little away from the movie, but let's... Let's keep her going. We have another movie after the yes. James, what do you think? I mean, the ending was perfect. Just like what you said before, when he goes, I'm the hero the city needs, but not right now. And, you know, obviously having to let her state that, like, you know, that obviously Dent was a hero instead of, like, you know, literally making him out to be a monster. It was... I guess it was a very interesting take because I understand where he's coming from. Or part of me was just like, I'm like, that that's a lot on your head. Like you're taking a lot at this point. Like granted, you don't know what's next around the corner. You never know what villain it could possibly be. You don't know mm-hmm. what's crazy it is there. Also, the other thing we didn't tap on, except if I'm correct, on this, then they also used the um, Becca location, which they were like really just like, oh yeah, we won't yep, use that's that how because we found the Joker. You know, that's a very an infringement. Yeah, it uses yep. all the cell phones to pinpoint where people are in a building. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because that was a very big part. Because I remember because that was just like, I can't believe you just did that. You said you wouldn't do it, but you did it. And he was like, it needed to be done, like. The whole entire movie, from there on, you got the tone that at this point there is no turning back to stop a monster. You have to become a monster or almost be on the guidelines yep. of willing to break the law to yep. be at that level. 100%. Of and then, hey, he has Lucius uh, punch in his name and everything explodes. So at least Batman kept his word with with get, getting rid of it afterwards. But, you know, you still used it. Uh, yep. Paul, what do you what do you think of the ending? I'll be honest, I don't really remember it's the okay, monologue I said either. It five minutes ago, I know how it turns out. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I know how it turns out. I know how he pushes it all on himself and takes all the blame. Which I agree, he does that because he made part made most of the problems basically by letting these villains come out because he was there at the same time. I think there was also more of the pressing issue of because Harvey Dent two face had the commissioner's family and that whole thing happened and there was no easy way to, well, not even just an easy way. There was no way to explain it where there was any way that the police force city of Gotham would ever be able to recover any faith in their elected officials without the Batman taking the blame for what Harvey did. It just, it shows that he just cares for the city. So, so much that he wants it to yep. keep going, keep prospering. Yeah. Well, Cause as much leading as into was. the dark Knight rises, which is our next movie. There is what a seven, six, seven year gap in the timeline where there has been no Batman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess we'll jump right into it. 2012, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, this one has uh, Gotham being pretty much closed off to the rest of the world because of um, because of Bane. Uh, 
and his mercenaries uh, pretty much taking over the city and giving Gothening, Gothening, Gotham its reckoning. Sorry, mouth did not want to work right there. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, Paul. We'll go with you since you, uh, you're next on the list. What do you think of the Dark Knight Rises and Bane and all that stuff, like the beginning with the airplane and all that kind of stuff and leading into the middle? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises tries to do too much, it seems. They're, they're trying to give him a reason to come back. They're trying to give him a reason to fight. And in reality, you probably would have been much better off splitting some of that away, having him come back for a different reason, and just almost kind of starting over with his reason for being the Batman. Um, although I will say it is an interesting take on Bane because the last movie that we had Bane in, he was just a oh, a, a, a muscle bound, almost steroid. Yeah, yeah, pretty much chasing junkie. around Uma Thurman, which any yeah. smart person at that time would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since I really didn't put in my two cents, I'll I'll go for a split second. It's it's my least favorite of the movies, but I find all the movies are pretty pretty good. Um, you know, I agree with Paul. They try to do too much. Like if they just focused on just Bane and not you know Batman saving the day one last time and pretty much starting Nightfall. If anybody knows the Nightfall comic, hey. That's Bruce Wayne, and now he has to, you know, potentially kill himself to save everybody around him because now there's no Batman. Kind of like how it happened, but I do find it cool that they used an aspect of closing everything off and martial law being into effect, and all the rich guys are like, "Yeah, we're screwed." <laughs> eh, crap, kind of thing. <laughs> so, Carly, what do you think? <laughs> Um, so I agree with the whole thing about how they shouldn't have concentrated on the whole thing with Batman coming back. What I really did love about the movie, though, is Bane's story. Is that how they showed like a really concentrated backstory on him that you really don't see much of mm-hmm. besides on Joker, and even with Joker, you don't even see much of that. But I feel like they did really well on Bane's backstory, and I just, I just love Bane. <laughs> is it Tom honest. Hardy or is it Bane? Is it Tom Hardy love... or is it Bane? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, what about you? <laughs> oh, dear oh, AJ, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> this what? is my favorite movie out of the three. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> um. So. Yes. So I hate Bane. And it's because he's this steroid induced, big, big butch kind of just Not big bully, movie. does what he's told, is a mercenary. Like, and in this movie, he he thinks for himself. He's not like beefed up on all sorts of different rigmaroles and everything else. And he has a backstory in this one. And yeah, they went overboard and like they, they put way too much in there that they didn't need to be in there. But it's it's this I mean really what does it for me is one we have Anne Hathaway in there as Catwoman 
and she plays an amazing cat. Oh, totally believe me, I didn't. I was her. getting to that. So you needed that beginning. <laughs> you needed that beginning portion to kind of <laughs> introduce her and you know show what she does and like who she is and all of that stuff. But really, what what did it for me and re- what I watched the movie for is when Bane breaks Batman's back and Batman now has to recover because he has to go save Gotham and he hears the story of Bane and that he did was able to escape and you know it's really the fight it's the fight to for the greater good um but they put so much in there that like it was so overdrawn yeah. I guess is a good word for it but I mean as far as like the three movies go I prefer to watch the third one because I in as a general rule I hate Bane I play enough video games against Bane to hate him with a passion <laughs> and I love Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane I love how he does it I love how you know it's mm-hmm. it's his story they just added stuff that didn't need to be there i just love the addition of catwoman on top of bane so i still can't believe it's your favorite dear god i didn't know it was anybody's favorite i thought he's ledger just makes the second movie but oh my god it's okay (laughs) no it's okay aj you can just in my top two i told you that you were gonna disown me after i told you like what my rankings were and it's it's fine it's okay (laughs) i understand i wasn't gonna completely disown you i would just I have a slightly different opinion. It's my third favorite. <laughs> James? Oh, I'm sorry. Is he what? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say Batman Begins is my third favorite. So I, I, I can kind of flip like off the the day, but I do like Batman Begins a tiny bit better. James? Why do you hate this movie? So... First off, hate is not the word I'm going to use. <laughs> I actually really did enjoy this movie. As he says, with clenched teeth. And okay. No, I'm like, I'm grinning ear to ear because you guys are like, you're a monster. All right. So when I literally saw that big with the title villain in this movie, I remember looking at my friend going, oh my God, this is the movie where he breaks his back. I'm like, he's going to paralyze him. So we got to that scene of my paralyzed him, paralyzed him. And everyone's like, James. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's just one of those top scenes. I'm like, that I got excited for. I'm like, this is just one of the noted. Yeah, but I'm like, it wasn't even just that. It was the fact that I got to see Bane again. It was like a redemption in a way for me. And that was why I was just like, he, to me, he's a very cool character and he could be handled correctly depending on who has him. As we saw at one point, we saw, and then we see, oh, well, I have a problem. Crushing this plane. I was more. Yes. Yeah. Like, I still feel. I still feel that, like, this Bane is still copied to this day, even, like, in some of the comics as of now. Like, like, I feel like. Image. <laughs> I do it all the time, <laughs> and I do think Bane is a big part of that movie. But Susie brought her up, Catwoman. The first time you're really seeing—it's not the first time we're seeing Catwoman, but we don't talk about that. Thank you, Holly Berry. 
<laughs> but I. No, Anne Hathaway by far. <laughs> it, I thought was fantastic and matched Bruce's the, Bruce and Catwoman. I thought or Batman. Uh, I thought they had chemistry that worked very well together while they were both on screen, especially that fight scene on the rooftop. You know, I was told not to get into cars with a with strange people. It's not a car. I was like, lost it. Let's go. And the fighting that they're like they're back to back and they're just kicking some major <laughs> ass. But oh my god, I I completely. She was really good in there. Why did I forget? But we'll move on a little further towards probably towards the end. What did you guys think when you found out Miranda Tate was actually Razo Ghoul's daughter? Because <laughs> I know I was like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to start with the. That was all that I was going yeah, to bring was, up to that. Was, I'd like to get into that because that opens that up it towards the ending and what you guys think of the ending. So we'll start with the plot twist of uh, of finding out that that's Tali Al Ghul. Paul? What? Yes. Paul, what do you think? <laughs> well... Considering I had absolutely no idea until we found out that she was Raz's daughter, it, it was a pretty good. I don't want to say omission, but they they did a good job of covering mm. it up before they made the plot reveal. Um, the fact that she was essentially just there to gain his trust for a good portion of the movie, and pretty much stole his company out from under him. It just... Nobody... I don't think anybody would have... (laughs) And my mouth stopped working. I don't think anybody would have suspected without having seen some sort of spoiler ahead of time. You're absolutely correct, Carly. I agree. I Like, it's one of those plot twists that you don't obviously you don't see coming and I just thought it was really well done because it really kept you guessing at that point and it's just you know it was a good surprise alright we're moving quite along through this Susie yeah cause I figured we were gonna hit a wall sooner oh, you're actually gonna allow me to talk <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh okay um, so I watched this opening night in the movie theaters at midnight and um, I remember sitting in the movie theater and going oh okay the bad guy is Bane the bad guy is Bane the bad guy is Bane this is cool okay where did Talia come from she's Talia Al Ghul what is this nonsense she's been calling the shots like it's it's so unexpected it's like a slap in the face wake up call and you're like She's doing this whole thing for revenge. Okay. That was kind of cool. 
But you just mimicked your father where in Batman Begins, we didn't know that he was the... Yeah, know, but she didn't sleep with Bruce Wayne. I, I mean, he didn't sleep with Bruce Wayne. She did. <laughs> no, that was uh, for the be certain about story. That? She had she had Bruce Wayne wrapped around her finger, and then you you're, you're right. You're you're like holy crap! You're Talia. Oh my god, you're Talia. You were there the whole time. Oh dear God, you slept with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> so James, let's uh let's get your take before we move on to what you thought the ending means. Honestly, that twist left my I can't say left my jaw open, but I was just like did not see that coming. I'm like, "Oh, well, like some demons really don't nope. die, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to move towards the end of the movie. And uh, when Bruce picks up that bomb and you see that just clank and you're like, oh, I'm surprised it didn't go off right there. That would have been something. But <clears> he gets it over the harbor <laughs> and away from everybody. And then you see it go <laughs> off and then he, they're back at like Central Crawl. There's there's been an explosion. It's over the harbor, and then everybody starts cheering, and they're like, but Batman was out there. <laughs> and then you see them, I guess, I'm guessing in like Italy or France, him and Selena Kyle with uh, Alfred on his one holiday. And you see Bruce and Selena, and you're like, oh, that, somebody fixed the autopilot. Got it. Cool. I like it. Wish there was another one. Don't know who they would have, but, you know. Paul, how did you like the ending? Uh, I mean, I wasn't really that surprised to see that Batman survived. He always does. Um, honestly, the, the thing I liked about the ending more was they, they essentially... Well, not they. He essentially gave the mansion to. Um, I don't remember if his name actually was Dick Grayson in that no, movie. No, but they do call him. It Robin. has been a while since I've seen it. But the I think cop, it was. yeah, the cop who you know had Robin on his helmet and almost gave him explicit instructions of, "Hey, here's the Batcave. Continue on for us." Like. If they had made another movie, it very well could have been the Robin movie. Of, I think that's what know, a lot of people were expecting. Basically, the mantle. But Batman. yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it would. It would Maybe have been a good movie. Like introduced like the Teen Titans. Oh boy, that would have been cool. Yeah, it's something like that. Well, well, he, yeah, well, he they're was all way too old, old now. To be a Teen Titan, but have you seen? Have you yeah. seen the DC yeah, Universe show? They're, they got to be in their twenties. Like but. but back to what you you said about it, he's always going to survive being Batman. Why would he tell Jim Gordon who he is then? Why would he, you know, do all that kind of stuff? And be like, hey, I'm going to go act like I died, but I'm not going to. I th- I think he went out there saying, well, if it takes me, it takes me. Oh, I think well, I fixed the autopilot. <laughs> yeah, but Batman always had 
had some sort of death defying Two lock. Two the flying Graysons didn't. But at the same time, it's he knew he. Yeah, he knew he wasn't Oof. coming back from that. Even if the autopilot did work, he knew he was done in that city. No. With that name, I mean, you make you make perfect sense. That. You know, Batman usually doesn't die; it never does, unless it's you know actually the Batman versus Superman, the Dark Knight Returns, where he has a heart attack and all that stuff. Uh, Carly, what do you think of the ending? Right. I thought it was good. Um, to be honest, I don't remember the ending as much as I do like the rest of the movie, just because it didn't really catch my attention as much. Like when you see them on holiday, I totally expected that happening. But other than that, it was it was very lackluster to, in my opinion, really? compared to the other movies. Yeah, I thought that was a wonderful send off to Bruce's character. Yeah. You know, now he gets now he gets to go full yeah, Disney style and but, live happily ever after. I, <laughs> what I did love was the Robin part. Like, I wish they did more movies on that, on him specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. But, um, yeah, so. <laughs> Susie. Yeah. <laughs> So somebody's stomach's growling. Um, <laughs> what is that? Is in. <laughs> so, right right, Susie, what's up? Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt mm-hmm. played Blake, who was supposed to be the new Robin. And if I remember correctly. Bruce Wayne left his mansion to Blake to turn Something it into like the yeah. children's orphanage for the children who didn't have anything. And it was a really, really sweet send off um, for everybody involved. Um, but like, you didn't see the um, the whole like. You know, he flies off with a bomb and it explodes. And you're like, oh, is that the end of Batman? Okay, cool. So he's going to continue on as Robin and that'll be an awesome spinoff. Like, let's go with that. He's going to be amazing. Wait, they're in Paris? Oh, okay. That's that's a fitting end, <laughs> but you died again. Would you stop dying? Um, like, but no. Like, I, I loved and hated the ending. Um, it left... The, like the ending left it open to be able to do more things, more, um, uh, more of like everything. Um, there was no real true, like, you know, oh, this is like absolute end for Batman. This was more like it's time for somebody else to pick up the mantle and, you know, figure out how to do this their own way. Not that I wouldn't be, you know, somewhere nearby yeah, to help out if needed. It's, but. it's a valid point because, as we've seen in the comics, Batman has stepped away a couple times, especially when Bane has broken his back. Granted, Dick Grayson was older when that happened, and he took the mantle, or I think it might have been Azrael, mm-hmm. one of the two, and they took over, and then Batman came back when he healed. But it, w- it, it was pretty cool because I remember hearing everybody in the theater – 
I like your real name. You should use it. And then she says, Robin. And I'm like, what? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'm like, you can't do that. His his name is Dick. <laughs> I I was so excited to, you know, for the possibility of more with a different character, different villains, um, or even like just opening it up for, you know, I, I think a Justice League even, movie like in that more universe would have um, done better than the Justice League we saw, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut because we're getting the Snyder Cut next year, and I'm very excited to watch a four-hour movie because Momoa said it was really good. I like myself, Momoa. <laughs> you, you would have to be dumb not to like a Momoa. Just saying. Yes, I have. Yes, I, I have. Mean, have you seen the back of my cell phone? James, what do you think about the ending? <laughs> <laughs> Oof, now you guys don't want words for this. I used to just smile yeah, I kind of picture you smiling with a big thing of popcorn, just keep continuously shoving. <laughs> There's more, right? There's more, huh? More? More? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I, like, that's how I felt. I was like, yo, cool. So, all right, Robin's up to the mantle. What are we dealing with? That's it? We're done? No more? You sure? They're joking, right? Like it really upset me that like we didn't get anything more. Like even a cutscene, like an ending scene of him on top of a building in a suit, like look peering down. You know, would it though? Because then you'd probably that want just to see that. And to me, it would have. And my brain would have went, "Oh, I can see them know. doing Deathstroke now." Hmm. I could see a Slade Wilson in this universe. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> so, we're about an hour in. We got about 15 minutes left. Do you guys want to jump into who's your favorite Batman and who's your favorite Joker? So- Sounds like a good idea to me. And you could open it up from, you know, all the live actions and even the animated series <laughs> because th- I'll tell you my favorite is on the animated series side. So Paul, I know you've probably seen all the cartoons and you've mostly seen the movies. What's your, what's your pick for Batman and Superman, Batman and Superman, uh, Batman and Joker, AJ, there you go. Slap in the back of the head, slap in the back of the head, slap in the back of the head. Yeah. Oh. Gib slap. <laughs> I haven't seen every series, and it's been a long time since I've seen some of them. Um, but hands down, my favorite is still the Batman Beyond Batman, Terry McGinnis. Um, just because I've always preferred looking to the future and thinking about what it could be. And I just I like that futuristic take on Batman. Um, I, I've always liked it. And they they had that uh, movie, The Return of Joker, where they basically implanted Joker inside. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Of, I think um, it was the Robin's head. What's his name's head? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, yep. it was one of the Robins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was the first one. I think it was like the third one. Um, what's his name? Tim. Oh, Tim, Tim Drake. Something. There you go. Um, 
But yeah, they they implanted. Yeah, I think it was Tim. Yeah. 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 Drake. There we go. Yeah. They implanted Joker's image in his head, and he basically came back as the Joker so many years after Joker's death in that universe. And now, what about your favorite Joker? Fall Batman. Um, I don't really have a favorite so much as I like his most of his characters just because so many of them are so out there and so many of them just go beyond expectations and against the grain and you know I like them all pretty much. Well it's a safe answer but you're not wrong they've all been good and they've all served a purpose to that movie like you got Cesar Romero back in the 66 days you have Jack Nicholson you know Batman 89 uh, Heath Ledger and then if you wanted to go the Batman animated series there's there's more there's a couple more but we're I don't know the name of the, the couple of the other ones in like Batman Brave and the Bold and all that stuff but you you have Mark Hamill and he's is my favorite Joker. I I've watched every show, Batman animated series, uh, Justice League, where he does make a couple appearances in, and then all the games and and the the movies. And you're like, how do you not think this is the best Joker? Like Heath Ledger is up there for bringing it to that more of a, uh, like that more of a crazy, but you're actually seeing that in like a live action thing but this guy is reading off of a script into a mic and has to portray everything that joker is by just his words not by any of his movements you have to feel the joker through what he's saying so that's that's the joker part batman you gotta go with i'm batman batman 89 michael keaton mr birdman or Vulture, whatever he goes by now, whatever depending on the superhero movie. But Michael Michael Keaton was great. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? He picks up like that tray shield, and you're like, "What are you gonna do with this, huh?" <laughs> he was great. <laughs> I, I, I was not. I was I just quoting the movie. Song. Thank you very um. much. But <laughs> it was either the Batman animated series guy. Um, can't think of it. Kevin Conroy. Or Michael Keaton, but I think Michael Keaton takes the sh- takes the cake. Uh, Carly, what do you think? Um, I personally don't have a favorite Batman as of yet. Um, I haven't watched as many as the Batman shows or movies as everyone else, but I do have a favorite Joker, and it's of yeah. course Heath Ledger, as I stated before. I just, with him, I feel more of the emotion and darkness I mean, than I do everything else. You're right. I, than I, any it other could also be the, how he portrayed his character on like more the darker side, the more cynical side. I, Which I think, in all honest opinion, is the way the Joker has to be. Like, if, if you see, um, what's his name? The one who did the Joker movie alone. Phoenix. Talk on Phoenix. See, I I loved him as the Joker, but more on a psychological level. Like he 
was more it was more of a movie on how society is and what the act that was like, one of the first movies to make me feel weird well, <laughs> watching it this movie yeah it's more of a realistic joker yeah, in my opinion while Heath Ledger's Joker is more it plays with mm. your fantasy mind and what Joker you're, would be. You're right. So I feel like yeah. you go from one extreme to the other. Susie, you know? this is gonna be fun. Who do you hate and who do you like? Okay. You can go last. Can I go last? James, go because last? Susie doesn't <laughs> want to go, you're up. <laughs> So for me, my favorite is Nicholson because he was so it was insane. You know, just the mm-hmm. bright color. It was like literally we kind of saw the comic popping up on screen. You know what I mean? Especially with that opening scene with Keaton, like it's just like, you know, and you just go into a fight scene right out of nowhere. She's like, okay, so mm-hmm. this is where it's going for a movie that's just going straight forward, just going and going. So like, I loved it. I felt some of the lines were just like so over the top. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is just as he pulls out the giant gun. I mean, it, on the bad plane. It was supposed to be over like, the top. That's why I think a lot of people about love that it scene. still. Like, it, it keeps the comic book, but it's live action. But it takes the comic book to the screen. Now, what about your Batman? Who's your favorite Batman? Yes. <sighs> See, that's that's really hard for me because I feel like I've got to like at least know and understand each Batman. You know, from the sixties all the way directly up. Like, I would have to say. For me personally, <laughs> oh, I can just feel my father looking down at me in shame. Why? Well, what would he want you to do? I like Keaton. <laughs> Adam, he was good, but he, he was very campy. Go, he would have me go 60s on this one. Bad. <laughs> my dad loved the bad Tootsie, okay? He was sold on the bad Tootsie. All right, Susie. You requested to go last. <laughs> so, AJ, the '60s Batman. Oh, absolutely. Was supposed to be it, I'm not holding it against it. I, I enjoy it. Designed. So, so, um, I I have to pay homage homage though to Adam West because like he started the whole thing. He he's the original Batman. He's the one we all compare our Batmans to. Like even my, Michael Keaton, when that movie came out, we compared him to Adam West. Um, but for me, my favorite Batman is not Adam West, though I love sitting and watching the episodes with Adam West in it because I think we all did. I grew up with old parents, <laughs> so you know I like the oldies. <laughs> Probably, most likely, you're absolutely my correct. Are older than yours. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. Batman Ooh. didn't, but... <laughs> wow. 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 That hurt me right in the feels. Um, so, my favorite Conroy, Batman is yep. actually... The animated Kevin, guy um, in the video Conroy, games. Conroy? Conway? Conroy? So, Ooh. 
I didn't like him so much in the video games, but like the the animated, I loved the animated version. Um, it's definitely my favorite. I mean, I have Batman's that I wish had gotten more of a chance to actually try to be Batman. Um, but like, I mean, we have the the new Batman coming out with Robert Pattinson. Oh. Um, ben Affleck should have given to give him more of a shot after like you know he bulked up so much for that role. And was really not given enough of a um, pick word insert here. Um, chance. Yeah, really a chance to kind of shine in this role. Um, but, like, if I had to pick an all-time favorite, it would definitely be Kevin Conroy. Um, my Joker, though, like, I have to agree with Carly. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, hits me on the psychological level. And definitely, like, with how society is today. But, I mean, I think Paul was sitting next to me in the movie theater. And I don't play with my phone during a movie. I was playing on my phone through the whole movie. Yeah, I was sitting next to you. Yeah, I I couldn't get into it. It, it really wasn't – it didn't jive. It didn't sit well. Um, it wasn't the Joker I'd grown to love or, you know, anything like that. Like, it didn't have enough dark. It had all psychological it, it needed a little bit more. It was more between the like two. a propaganda movie than it was. Yeah, a character movie. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if I had to pick my Joker's, it's a toss-up. It, it really is. Like a live action, it's Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson. Um. Otherwise, like animated, it's Mark Hamill all the way. I, I'm a Mark Hamill junkie. I listen to all the yeah, things that he he's in a lot. Over. It's scary how much he's in. <laughs> so, I mean, and I've watched, but have you seen the videos out of the interviews he's done no. over how he got to his Joker laugh? Like they're really interesting and definitely worth checking so out. So you, you brought him up. He, Robert Pattinson being the new Batman. Before we finish, there was something he said, you know, cause DC Warner Brothers is sending people to make sure he stays in shape and he just threw him away. You know, I'm not doing anything through this quarantine. To me, you're Batman. You need to bulk up. Like, if you can get to a solid 190 pounds, but you at least try, you know, I can, I'll take that. You know, but he's just, you know, being a couch potato and a. Honestly, sorry for cutting you off, but honestly, he doesn't deserve this role if he's acting like that. He is literally taking a role that millions and millions of people love, and he's not willing to do the work to cherish that. That's kind of the point I'm making. The character. Um, To to jump on to that, there's also probably more going on than we realize with all of that, but like. Really, he's supposed to start filming like as soon as this is all over, and like they've all been given the clear to go back to work. So, wouldn't it make sense to at least do something? Yeah, I, I, I don't, on? I don't like it. I, and I like exactly. Robert Pattinson; he's a fantastic yeah. actor. And this is outside of you know Twilight and Harry Potter. He's very good, and he gets into a role and gets you invested into that role. But I just don't like the quotes and I just hope he's, you know, messing with the community. He's like, don't worry guys, I got this. But he's saying that, you know, I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm just, you know, being in quarantine pretty much. 
Um, he's also a method, like, he's not a method actor, but he's, like, a method actor. He really gets, like, really gets into his roles. Um, so, I mean, we might see something. I feel like I'm the only person who isn't impressed by him. I'm not at all Thank impressed you. by him. <laughs> Carly, vi- uh, video chat, high five. High five. <laughs> Anybody else have any take on that? I I still stand where I said before and I've seen my my comic get deleted. Yes. For me, I wouldn't have cast him as yes. Batman. I can well, see him as a Constantine. I got the actual I quote John in GQ's in the GQ magazine. Uh, it is I'm I'm not exercising at all while quarantined. Uh, the actor Ooh, then goes on GQ. to say that Warner Brothers hired physical trainers to help him stay in shape and get into better shape. I think if you're working out, then you're part of the problem. Uh, he wants to set up. He wants to set a precedent as a, I'm guessing as a Bruce Wayne, and a Batman doesn't need to be completely jacked. You know, kind. Of, I don't want to throw Terry McGinnis in here, but he wasn't as jacked as you know Bruce Wayne and all them. But he's playing Bruce Wayne, you know. If if so many people would kill for this role, hell, I would even sign on to see Ben Affleck do it again. He was not the problem. But I think what he's saying about him not wanting to get into shape kind of like throws shade on actual Batman character because he's you're Batman. You're supposed to be jacked, you know. He's missing the point of the character, is what. Yeah, or not absolutely. the point, but like the gist. Of, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, he's not supposed to be jacked so much as just plain fit and fighting shape. Um, the thinking of Batman being jacked, he, he's not really jacked. He's just a fighter. He's his muscles aren't. For show, they're for use. Right. Whereas being yeah. jacked is you're usually used, you're just usually but showing them off. But that's why I made the comment earlier. If he can get too big to, to be actually, I, I, of I, I would use. say he's like what a buck eighty, buck eighty five. If he can get to like a hundred ninety, two hundred pounds, you know, because I, I do think you need the bulk up if you're that low, and you know can get you know in shape, you know, as long as you give an effort. For reading that, he's not even showing an effort. Yeah, I agree with you there. He's not showing effort. Um, well, he probably, as long as he could be in fighting shape where you could tell he's a fighter, then he, then he would yeah. still make a, at the very least, decent. Bruce Anybody Lane. else got anything to add to that? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty much we're gonna, I mean, we're, we're gonna get, get him. I guess, and wish him the best. all you can hope for is the movie's good and pray for the best. But it, it's a Batman movie. I'm gonna see it. I know James is probably gonna see it. Susie, you know, we're probably all gonna see it. You know, we just we don't want another you know Batman Forever movie <laughs> or Batman and Robin. 
Right. <laughs> but that oh, would God. that's going to conclude our show, guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our first episode. Uh, Paul, where can people find you if they want to, you know, get a hold of you? <laughs> I didn't know if you had like Nowhere. a I know My you got house. a Facebook, but I didn't know if you had like a Twitter <laughs> handle, you know, all that stuff and so, all right, Carly? I no, I don't do any of that stuff. Uh Wolf of the Sushi Susie? on Instagram. I'm not even trying to spell mine because it would just that take works too long. good. Uh, Go find James? my Facebook page. You can hook up with me there. Yeah, go. My Facebook page. My go tw- plug your my Twitch. Twitch. Go for that's it. That's new. That's that's interesting. I don't have an Instagram or a Twitter. I'm old. Uh, mostly playing really, you know, games that people aren't playing, or probably will be playing games that some people will be playing. It all really depends on what my viewers want to see. You know, slightly mature talk. There you go. Just Tristan Dumo. I'm AJ. PSN, Tristan you can Dumo find us on the web page. One, uh, zero, look, at, one. look us up on Facebook. <laughs> Nerds doing nerd things. Thank you for joining us, and see you next week. <laughs>